Well, thank you guys again. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited. Today is an exciting day. Hallelujah. Like we're going to see this thing called baptism take place today. And today I want to just take a moment and I want to explain to you all what is it that the scripture teaches about what baptism really is. I think there are so many ideas about baptism. It's such a, uh, you know, you can even think of it as a kind of a strange commandment, you know, a strange thing. Yeshua, or, you know, he instructs his disciples to go and baptize people, go and dunk these people in the water. And this is kind of the beginning of this journey of following the Father. But what does it mean? What is that about? Is it just a symbolic thing? Is there, what, what, how, what is it, right? So, um, for many of us, you know, if you grew up in, as a Christian, uh, for me at least, you know, we were taught that baptism is this symbol. It is a symbol of becoming part of the church. Becoming part, joining the denomination is really what I was taught baptism is. Now, if you believe that that is what baptism is and that is all that baptism is, then what happens is we are robbing baptism of its power. Because the scripture doesn't just tell us, you know, baptism is a symbol of becoming part of this, a Baptist or a, or a Catholic or a, a Seventh-day Adventist. You know, Yeshua didn't come and he said, I want all of you to become Catholics. I want all of you to become a Seventh-day Adventist. I want you to become this or that. No, he says, I want you to become my disciples. I want you to walk like I walked, I'm wearing the shirt. Uh, 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 that is what it means to be a disciple. In the first century, you know, we see Yeshua, he runs up to, or he goes up to Peter when he's on the boat and he says, Peter, follow me. And when he's telling Peter, follow me, Peter knows exactly what that means because Peter knows what it means to be a disciple. Today, you know, if I was going to walk up to someone and, you know, and I say, follow me, they're going to have all the questions. Peter, you know, he could have been like, what, what does that really mean? What is the terms and conditions of this? You know, no, but he didn't. He knew what he was saying because he knew what it means to be a disciple. In the first century, if you became a disciple of a rabbi, because that's what Yeshua, what Jesus was, he was a rabbi, a teacher. If you become a disciple of a rabbi, that means you devote your life to learn everything that he, your teacher does, everything how he thinks about things, and basically, by the time that your teacher leaves by passing away, you are going to be the one who carries on his legacy. That's how well you need to know everything about him. So that's what it means to follow. That's what it means to be a disciple of Christ, is you're going to walk like he did. So um, I mentioned that back to, you know, we, we think about in our, in our uh congregation or in our churches you know we've been maybe taught that it's a symbol of I want to become a Christian today or I want to become a Baptist today or whatever okay it can be that we're today celebrating this entry into the faith for people maybe or you know a growing a, a decision we are definitely celebrating that but it's also much more than that the Bible talks about the water of baptism as being the burial site the place where the old man goes to die Peter, Paul actually teaches us that baptism is how you take part in the crucifixion. It is how you go and you are crucified with Christ. So when you go into the water, you're crucified with Christ. Like when He was put in the grave. And when you are brought out of the water, you are resurrected with Christ like He was resurrected from the dead. So the baptism is where the old man goes to die. 
Now, when you think about that, you know, it sounds all pretty and symbolic, but I want to submit to you that if you could put some spiritual glasses on and you could have a look into the spiritual realm when someone gets baptized and they know what they're doing, you'll see some crazy things. You'll see deliverance. You'll see spiritual warfare. The enemy is scattering. His camp is defeated. This is the kind of stuff happening in the spiritual realm. This is not just a, oh, you know, Timmy's becoming a Baptist today. No, this is, there is a spiritual war and this person has made a decision to become a disciple. And with that, there is deliverance that's going to take place in the water. There is power that follows that because what Yeshua did is he went into the water. We can read that in a second. He came out and the Holy Spirit came like a dove and fell upon him. That was not a symbol. That was not just a pretty picture. That was something that actually was happening physically in the spiritual realm. The Holy Spirit did come upon him. And it said that after that he went into the wilderness and he returned in power. Right? There was something that happened and the water that was a change for him and a change for us. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that. I just want to read here Romans 6 verse 4. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was risen from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So He talks about what I said, the, the death and resurrection. Think about the thief on the cross. Right? The thief on the cross, uh, the, the good thief with Yeshua on the cross, you know, he says, you know, Yeshua tells him in the end, you, today I tell you, you will be with me. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. The thief on the cross, you can think of him as being, he never got baptized. Think about that. He never got, he never went to the water. He didn't even get a chance. But he was partaking in the crucifixion alongside the Messiah. He was fulfilling in his life everything that baptism is supposed to fill in yours. You think about that, you see? Baptism is like you being the thief on the cross. You have sin. You have issues. You're a murderer in whichever way. Or you're an adulterer. You're whatever sins have, have had you. You, have, you are worthy of dying. You are worthy of death. But Yeshua says, I take the place. I die for you. But now baptism is the way where you today go and you say, I am going, I am burying myself and getting resurrected with Him. And, he, and it's interesting because He said, so that we are no longer enslaved sin so that sin will have no more dominion over you because the old man where sin was harbored where sin was alive in that old man today is getting buried in the burial site that is right here behind us that is what that is so acts 2 verse 38 peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of yeshua the messiah for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to think about that. He's saying, repent and be baptized. And not just here, in many places in the scriptures, it says, repent and be baptized. I want to submit to you something. There's no such thing as a baptism without repentance. Because the whole, one of the purposes of baptism is what we said, so that sin is buried. 
so that sin dies with the old man. So if you go into the water or you've gone into the water before and you never had an act of repentance, you didn't repent in your heart of your sins before the Father, then it was just like jumping into a swimming pool. There was nothing really powerful about that. Repentance is a requirement that goes along with baptism. Not optional. It's not optional. That's why I said repent and be baptized. Acts 22 verse 16 and then he says, Why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name. Right? It's interesting. Why do you wait? He's, he's, he's writing. Why do you wait? People today, often I find people are like, you know, I'm not ready for baptism yet. I have to work on these issues I have first. When I've, when I've accomplished getting over these sin issues in my life, then, you know, then I'll, I'll go and decide to get baptized. I need to get clean before I get baptized. If you think that you fail to understand that you, this is there to start the process of making you clean. This is the start of, get, of burying the sin. You're, if you think you need to bury the sin before you get baptized, it, that's not, you're going to wait forever. Today is the day where the Lord said, like He said, you know, why do you wait? What are you waiting for? Rise and be baptized, calling on His name, and He will wash away your sins because you are bringing your sins to Him. You are repenting of it. You are saying, Lord, I'm going into the water. My sins, it's on my shoulders. It's been holding me back. And right now, Lord, these things I take and I thank you that you have died for me to be free. He didn't just die to get you into heaven. He died so that you will no longer need to live in bondage to sin. There is a place, brothers and sisters, of freedom from sin that we can live in. That pornography addiction, you don't need to have that. You don't need to listen to the world saying, you'll, that's just normal. That's just how you, you just go through the motions. Yeah, go to church with your addiction. No, it's unacceptable. The Lord died for you to be free. He said, come, let me make you free. And this is part of that process, that start of where we pursue that freedom. I want to talk about the baptism of Yeshua, Matthew 3, th uh, 13. Then Yeshua came from the Galilee to John. Right, John the Baptist to Jordan to be immersed by him, but John was hindering him. He said, I need to be immersed by you, Yeshua, but you come to me. But Yeshua answered, said to him, Permit it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. And having been immersed, Yeshua went up immediately from the water and see the heavens were opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And see a voice out of the heavens saying, This is my Son, the Beloved in whom I delight. When we get baptized, the Father proclaims the same. This is my Son. This is my Daughter. He proclaims the identity that He created you to have all along. To be a son of the King. To be a daughter of the King. And to be a son or daughter of the King of the universe, with it comes great meaning it means that there is authority like if your father told you hey i want son i want you to go and i want you to i'm giving you power of attorney and i want you to go and do this this and this for me right then you can go in your father's name and you can do things for your father that's authority that he's giving he's given you now if the king of the universe comes to you and he says i give you 
authority over unclean spirits, over sickness. I send you out with power to heal the sick. I send you out as a witness to the world of what I have come in the first coming to accomplish here. I send you with the authority to proclaim my excellencies. This is what he is saying. This is what he says. You are my son. And he is declaring that to those of us who are, who are going to be deciding to go. And he is proclaiming you are my son today. And with this is the beginning of me entrusting you with that authority. So wait, what did, think about what John was doing here. right? John, Yeshua comes to him and I get what John is saying. I mean, he's, the Messiah is here and he says, you want me to baptize you? I am unworthy. Who, are, who am I? I? You need to baptize me, is what he said. But Yeshua said, permit it. For thus it is fitting for us to fill all righteousness. Now what does that mean? You see, he was talking about something of to be fulfilled. Something of the past. Some, there was a significance of that event that was occurring there. When he is saying all righteousness needs to be fulfilled, I need, you to, take, I need to take you back to what the roots of baptism because when we say baptism, we think of, you know, being baptized into Christ. But this thing was called mikvah before. In the Torah, in our Old Testament, there was a thing with water that also occurred. Especially amongst the priesthood. For example, if the priest wanted to enter the temple where the Spirit of God was, the tabernacle, they needed to be immersed in water. They needed to be mikvah. In fact... Um, Leviticus 8 verse 6, just one example. So Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. Okay, so Aaron and his sons, they're priests. Moses is also of a line where he can be a priest. He's, he wasn't a Levitical priest, but he's of that line. Just like, by the way, John the Baptist is of the Levitical line. He also was qualified to be a priest. He would have, he was by the the religious authorities of the day, they didn't like him because he was born of that line and he was going to be this, he, well, they thought of him as having to be this, you know, part of the Levitical priesthood of the day. But he decided, no, that's corrupt. The Lord is calling me into the wilderness to accomplish something else, to prepare the way for the coming king. And that's what he calls us to do. We are those who... John the Baptist prepared the coming of the king for his first coming. We are preparing his coming, the world, for his second coming. That's what we are called to do. And so John goes and think about this. He is a qualified priest, just like, you know, uh, the, the priests were immersed before they entered the presence of God in Leviticus. Now we are immersed. John immerses, John a priest, immerses Yeshua. And now what happens? The Spirit of God enters the temple of Yeshua like a dove. Just like the, the, the priest would enter the temple in the Levitical priesthood where the Spirit was. This is all, this is, and the reason that we can enter baptism is because He died for our sins. Because He made us clean. Because he, the Holy Spirit is holy, righteous, good, perfect. And so He cannot just... He needs a clean vessel. And so by the blood we are cleansed. The crucifixion we partake in, we get cleansed of our sins. And now the Holy Spirit can enter our temple. And now we can walk in power like Yeshua did. And not only that, Yeshua was a priest. Remember we read in the, in the scriptures how he is a priest of this Melchizedek priesthood. And we, Peter talks, how we are priests. Uh, 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen race 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim his excellencies, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you become a son of the king with authority. You become a priest. And we're going to talk, if you're going to come, we're going to talk about this more in my talks to uh, on Friday and Saturday. We'll, especially on the Saturday, we're going to talk about what does that mean to be a priest, right? And, and so we become part of this priesthood of the Messiah. That is part of our identity, and that is what we start entering when we enter baptism. So when Yeshua, he went into the wilderness, as I'm finishing off here, he went into the wilderness, and he went, and there he was tempted by the devil. Do you guys remember that? So we have this pattern. He was baptized, Spirit of God comes on him. God proclaims, he's, you're my son. And he goes into the wilderness. He's tempted by the enemy. He is now being tasted in all ways. The enemy is not done. The enemy didn't say, oh, you got baptized. Oh, no, it's over. Oh, I'm never going to get him. No, no, the enemy then comes and he tastes and he tries. And there's warfare. So I want to I want to submit this to you not to fear or put fear in you, but as the reality of what we see in the scriptures. That when you get baptized, it's not like oh, okay, now life is going to be perfect. Oh, the enemy's going to give up on trying to get me back. No, the enemy's going to try and get you because he's just lost you. He lost you to the hand of the Father who snatched you out of death, and so the enemy's going to try and get you back, and you need to be ready for it. If you are if you if you have the armor of the word, you fight the lies of the enemy that will surely come in your life. You will be able to say no to him. But do not be the person who gets baptized, and when the enemy comes in the wilderness and tries and tempts you with the world, you bow the knee. Yeshua did not bow the knee. That is what he calls you to do after baptism. Do not bow <coughs> the knee. Repent and stay in the state of repentance. Bow your knees to the Father. Stay in His presence. That's where Yeshua was. He fasted. He prayed. That is seeking the Father's face. That is seeking intimacy with the Father. And so if you are getting baptized today, and even if you're not, regardless, we need to enter this place of seeking intimacy with the Father through fasting and prayer. And if you have, uh, if you're getting baptized today, especially, I would encourage you to strongly consider speaking to the Father in prayer about fasting. And starting to make fasting a part of your lifestyle. We did not fast. The disciples did not fast when the bridegroom was with them. But he said there will come a time when I leave. And then they will fast. So if you're a disciple, you ought to. Think about that. And if we fast, we are able to hear the Father's voice. We are able to, to get rid of our unbelief. We get rid of the flesh that's trying to rule over us. Trying to push us this way or that way. Right? If we fast, we can enter that. So, it says in uh, Matthew 4.17, From that time, this is after everything, after His baptism and everything. From that time, Yeshua began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He started proclaiming the excellencies of Him who sent Him, and that's what we are doing. This is the beginning of a ministry. What we're seeing today, when you go into the water, this is the beginning of a ministry. This is the beginning of you going and proclaiming to this world, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent of your sins. Follow Him, just like John the Baptist did, and like Yeshua then continued to do. He took that mantle, if you will, and now He gives it and hands it over to us. When He left, He says, go into the world. Before He ascended, last thing He said, 
Go into the world, disciples. Proclaim the gospel to all creatures, everyone, everything. Go, baptize them. You, now as a priest, you are now qualified, just like John, you are also now qualified to baptize. And you ought to. You are now qualified to make disciples. You see, in the church, and I don't want to use the word the church, I love the church, but in many denominations, it's taught that you just can't baptize unless you need to take the guy to the pastor. And, and there's a beauty in, in the pastor baptizing someone. But pastors, they have a flock to look over. We are supposed to be disciple makers, each and every one of us. We are all supposed to be making disciples, proclaiming the word everywhere we go, bringing people in, baptizing them, and letting them become part of the flock to be shepherded over. Right? Because then our pastors won't be burdened and because we're all picking up our gifting, we're all applying. We're not just going to church to get, get, get and going home. No, we are going and we are disciple makers ourselves too. And we can support those who are called into ministry and we can help them with what the Lord has entrusted them so that we, we're not just a burden anymore. We're not just, we're now actually helping build the kingdom. See, brothers and sisters, this mindset of, you know, it's just this one guy who's called into full-time ministry. You're all of you sitting here are called to be full-time ministers. All of you sitting here, it may be not vocational, like you have careers, I'm sure. Well, many of you have your careers, but you're all supposed to, who's going to be the minister of the gospel in your workplace if it's not you? If not you, who will be the one, right? So that's what the Father calls us to. It's much more, as you can hear, this is much more than becoming part of a Baptist denomination or this or that denomination. This is becoming part, putting on a big responsibility, but something that's beautiful and exciting. Are you guys with me? Yep. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> this is exciting. This is powerful. This is freedom. To get baptized, have a look at the Rise on Fire Fellowship Finder at map.riseonfire.com.